Big Oil Wins Big at COP28 in Dubai. I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! with Dennis Moynihan in our weekly Breaking the Sound Barrier podcast. I'm Dubai, in English, the Eye of Dubai, is touted as the world's largest Ferris wheel. The 820-foot-tall wheel dominates the man-made island on which it rests. The massive, unblinking eye permanently stares upon Dubai's beachfront, its thicket of high-rise luxury hotels and its marina brimming with foreign-owned yachts. The eye operated for only a few months before being abruptly shuttered in 2022. People can only speculate why, as the United Arab Emirates, the autocratic petrostate that governs Dubai, won't say. One theory posits the wheel is slowly sinking into the sand, and that the structure, 25 percent heavier than the Eiffel Tower, will eventually topple, crushing the luxury residential high-rises that surround it. The eye thus stands as a glaring metaphor for humankind's folly, trying to bend nature to our will and failing. Across Dubai, Expo City is the sprawling facility where the UAE hosted COP28, this year's annual summit of the three decades-long global effort to tackle climate change, the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, the UNFCCC. All-night negotiations heated up as the two-week event neared its scheduled conclusion. Led by this year's COP president, Dr. Sultan Al-Jaber, the CEO of the UAE's state-owned Abu Dhabi National Oil Company, ADNOC, the gathered diplomats missed their Tuesday deadline, arguing over whether or not the final document would encourage a total phase-out of fossil fuels or only the more mildly worded phase-down. In the end, the bleary-eyed negotiators used neither phrase, perhaps overwhelmed by the assembled army of petrostate representatives and 2,400 or more fossil fuel lobbyists. The final text promised instead the, quote, transitioning away from fossil fuels and energy systems in a just, orderly and equitable manner, unquote. Activists praised the first-time use of fossil fuels in a UNFCCC document. The climate activist group 350.org called it a weak but welcome nod in an otherwise loophole-ridden text. As COP28 started, climate scientist Kevin Anderson predicted on social media, this is a cabal of oil producers, not a climate cop. The outcome is known. Anderson didn't attend COP28, in part because he won't fly due to aviation's global greenhouse gas emissions, but also because of his growing skepticism with the process. At every single level, the, the tendrils of big oil are changing our society and fundamentally changing our climate. Professor Anderson said on the Democracy Now! NewsHour halfway through COP28. And these cops have become little more than a scam under which, um, you know, the the oil companies and the other fossil fuel companies are, are hiding that nothing is being done. The outcome of COP28 includes a global stock take, an assessment of how the world's 200-plus nations are doing eight years after the UNFCCC's Paris Agreement was hammered out in 2015, with its aspirational goal of limiting global warming over pre-industrial levels to 1.5 degrees Celsius—that's 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit. The loopholes mentioned by 350.org allow continued extraction and burning of fossil fuels. 
phasing out inefficient fossil fuel subsidies is encouraged, which suggests that efficient fossil fuel subsidies exist, a point the climate divestment movement refutes. The document also claims that transitional fuels can play a role in facilitating the energy transition. This clearly refers to methane, marketed by the industry as natural gas, which is many times more potent as a greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide. Then there's the issue of who's going to pay to move the global economy off its dependence on fossil fuels. None of the transition is funded. That's Assad Raymond, lead spokesperson for the Climate Justice Coalition, speaking from COP28 after the deal was finalized. The idea of uh, uh, providing climate finance, public climate finance, that is really desperately needed, is being frittered away. Instead, the only mentions of finance are about private capital. To attract the vast sums needed, Raymond says... You're lowering your environmental standards, you lower your workers' rights standards, you make your economy much more attractive to private capital. That private capital needs to make profit, and what private capital wants is guarantees that it will make that profit. And so now the responsibility is falling on developing countries to guarantee that profit. It's utter madness. COP29, next year's summit, will be in Baku, Azerbaijan, another repressive petro-state. Human Rights Watch reported on December 5th, quote, a new wave of repression in Azerbaijan is targeting foreign-funded independent media as well as journalists who criticize the government and expose high-level corruption, unquote. Six journalists were arrested. Petro-states like the UAE and Azerbaijan play predictable roles in protecting the status quo. But it's the world's biggest petro-state that brandishes the most power inside the COPs, the United States. As the largest producer and exporter of fossil fuels and as the world's largest historical emitter of greenhouse gases, the U.S. bears the most responsibility for the climate crisis. While negotiations move from the shifting sands of Dubai with its sinking eye to Azerbaijan, what people demand of their elected leaders here in the United States matters around the world. I'm Amy Goodman with Dennis Moynihan.